0: Hey everyone and welcome back. It is your plus size vixen. It is a new year and I'm hoping everyone is starting off their new year 2020 in a good spirit. Things are flourishing. Things are happening for you. I like to thank everyone who takes the time out to listen to my podcast. It's truly appreciated and um I'm just hoping for bigger and better things. I feel like This year should bring you you nothing but happiness, greatness. Because remember, you are always in control of how you feel, of your destiny. This is your life, so you have to make the best of it. With that being said, it just feels, I don't know, I feel like refreshed. I feel renewed. I've been working out a lot, so I feel some changes in my body. So I'm feeling physical, mental, mental. Emotional changes going on right now, and I just love that feeling thus far. So far, you know, I didn't, I didn't have big plans for 2020. I know some people usually go out or they go to church or you know they just do something to celebrate, but I kind of kept it simple. I honestly think all I did was went for a run that day. I went to buy some sage for the house, the sage down the house, some dinner for me and my son. I just kind of relaxed. And honestly, I missed the whole bowl dropping because I think I was in bed by 9 o'clock. But um, overall, I did enjoy my New Year's. I rest, I relax, and I got to be with the person I truly love, which is my son. So I can ask for a better New Year's. And I, I think I'm also going to chalk it up to age, too, because as you get older and you realize all the money you spend just to have fun for a couple of hours, you be like mm, blowing almost two to three hundred dollars for a couple of hours. And I could be home saving that money because we want to start this new year with money, not without money. So that was my model so far for the new year. What I did do is, not on New Year's, but a couple of days into the New Year's, I did do my vision board, and I honestly made it a vision board party. I basically invited some close friends and family over and basically explained to them why I wanted the vision board party, how I've been doing vision boards since 2018, and thus far, a lot of the visions I had, you know, for myself have came to life you know but I didn't want to sound like Houdini like some magician like oh if you do this vision board everything you pin on is gonna happen I just feel like if you have certain goals that you're trying to obtain or certain things that you're trying to change or achieve in your life just having it posted up as a reminder I feel like will help you keep pushing towards your goal because it's your vision so you're seeing it so you actually get to live it. So, basically, with that being said, I made it a taco night. I know usually tacos are known for Taco Tuesdays, but it was a taco Saturday, and we had tacos. We had shrimp, fish, and ground turkey. We had punch. We had wine. We had music. We had magazines, poster boards, and we just had a great old time, so... Definitely a good way to start the new year to have vision boards to see what you're, what are you trying to accomplish this year? Because, you know, we're already in so far only one month, got 11 months to go, so let's make it a great one. I know the last time I was talking to you guys, I was telling you about I had a grateful note jar. And I took a little mason jar and I took little post-its and monthly or weekly, you know, sometimes it depends. I kind of basically wrote little notes and not just like, oh, I'm grateful. Like I basically went into details on what I was grateful for. And before I started recording a few minutes ago, I went through all the notes and I was saying to myself, I hope I'm not touching the cold. And I was saying to myself, like, wow, I noticed it was a trend. I was grateful for a lot of things with my son." Grateful for my podcast and grateful for my nonprofit agency. So I'm going to read y'all some that I thought I should share. It says, I'm grateful for Push Inc. allowing me to focus on my community. Another one I wrote, I'm grateful for my son. He teaches me patience and how to do things different. I said, I'm grateful for understanding and not allowing myself to change due to others' behaviors. That one stood out a lot. I'm grateful for the skin I'm in and changing what I don't like about it. The reason why I like this one a lot is because a lot of us don't love the skin we're in. So with this one, I do love the skin I'm in. But I feel like if I want to change something about it, I'm going to do it for me, not for no one else. What's this one right here? Now, it really doesn't start with, I'm grateful, but it said, I needed you, but I had to to learn to be by myself and be okay with that. This one is deep because I wonder what was I thinking about at the time I wrote this. Because I noticed with some of my notes, I put the date and then after a while I stopped. So, I just kind of wonder what was transpiring through my mind when I wrote that. It says... I'm learning to step outside of my comfort zone. So, I'm grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful that I started dating and trusting again, which I did do in 2019. We talked about that a lot in prior podcasts. And the last one. I love my podcast, Plus Size Vixen, and I want it to be bigger. Now, let me tell you, like i said in plenty of podcasts, like... I just enjoy doing this. Like, this is something I do on my free time. I like basically just talking about different topics that come to mind and just like being open with you guys. Like, this is basically like my journal. Like, this is so. I watch the analytics on Anchor, on Spotify, and I really truly appreciate my listeners. I really truly appreciate people who um, comment or give the hand clap gestures or put the emojis, it's truly appreciated because, again, like, you could be doing anything right now with your next 20 to 30 minutes, but you took time out to listen to my podcast, so I just want to let you know that I'm truly appreciated. So, let's get into some things that's been going on. So, anybody who knows me knows a plus size vixen like the read. And I have some books that I've been tapping into. One is called Everything Below the Waist. Why Healthcare Needs a Feminist Resolution by Jennifer Block. Another one is Stop Making Sense. Inspiring Others by Michael J. Fuller. And the last one is Outspoken. Why Women Get Silent and How to Set Yourself Free by Veronica Ruby. Now, usually a lot of books I read is more dedicated to mental health because that's the feel I'm in, but since I did have a little break from school, <laughs> I've been reading other things, but been reading other things that, you know, seem to attract me because I'm very attracted to the title and the color of the book. So if you have colors on your book and it has a dope title, I definitely will pick it up to read it. So that's my goal this year is to read more books, of course, but not just school books. Read other books that intrigues my mind. I feel like it keeps me going. And lately, what I have been doing since New Year's have started, is meditating. And believe it or not, I thought I was going to do it at home. But instead, I started doing it at work. Like, I feel like before I start work, I get my desk ready for work. But before I even touch a paper, a pen, anything, I just put my headphones in. And usually I do between... I started off with 15 minutes, but I'm like, just in case that might be too long, and I might happen to get a client, let me narrow it down to 10 minutes, and I just sit at my desk, close my eyes, I usually play gospel music, and just zone out, and I might say like a little prayer to myself, or I might just say nothing, I just want to be centered in the moment, and just breathe, just like nice slow deep breaths like in my own space in my own world and i also like to the fact that when my co-workers do come in they respect it so usually everybody want to say good morning but when they see me do that they kind of hold off on the good morning so that is a good thing so thank you co-workers for respecting my time my space and letting me meditate so I definitely have, I want to definitely continue with, I feel like with meditating has been very, very helpful, <laughs> especially work in to field of customer service, so you need all the rules sa you can get before you start the day. I guess we could jump right into health and fitness. What I've been trying lately is the intermittent fast. Now, um, after watching so many YouTube videos, reading so many different articles, I decided to do the the 16-18 ratio. Basically, what that means is between 8 hours of eating and the rest no eating. So, since I'm a breakfast person, I usually start eating around 9 and try to stop eating by 5. So from 5 until 9 a.m. the next day is no food. And if I do tend to feel hungry after that time, I do fill up a lot on water. But usually breakfast is at 9. I need to start incorporating a snack. Even if I'm not hungry, lunch, snack, dinner at 5 and that's it. But I've definitely been doing that lately. So I can't wait to get back to my nutritionist to figure out how that going and if I mean I see some changes but I want to see what the scale is saying as far as working out I definitely been sticking to working out four times a day Wednesdays Thursdays Saturdays Sundays or sometimes I switch it up but it'd be four times a day for at least an hour or an hour and a half because now I got a little workout group so we're all like I call each of each of us accountability partners so we're accountable with one another. We check in with each other. We see how each other are feeling. Not just to be like, "Oh, let's go to the gym," but like we literally check in and be like, "Hey, what's going on today? How are you feeling? How are you?" Like a mental health check to make sure you're good because, you know, don't matter how much you go to the gym if you're not mentally there, physically your body won't follow. So, we just definitely check on one another. We share recipes, we share meal prepping ideas. So, like, you know, we're just holding each other accountable. It even got to a point that we even took before pictures. Like, you know how a lot of people do it with the, like, sports bra, underwear, or, like, shorts, and t-shirt, or an outfit that maybe you'll wear now, but three months later, you can see the difference. So, I'm not too sure what everyone chose. I kind of went with the little scratchy shorts and the the sports bra to see, hopefully, within... It's January, so by March... April, I see a little, some change going on, so th- definitely been working on that, and I'm happy to have my group, I'm happy to have a support system, because that's highly important when you're trying to do something different, because sometimes when you don't have people back and supporting you, and somebody's like, oh, what are you doing that for, you don't need to lose weight, and you know, sometimes I can discourage you, and you'll just give up on yourself, so I like the fact that I keep people around me that motivate me to do something different. Um, I definitely been keeping it going with cutting the meat out of my life. Um, if I do have meat, it's a lot of soy protein meats. It's a lot of fish. But, you know, I feel like baby steps. I'm trying to see if maybe by March, April, I can just do, like, full vegetarian. Like, no fish. And if I do do fish, maybe once out of the whole week. But just strictly veggies and you know even stay away from the soy protein a little bit too because that's not too good to over consume that too much neither so i just want to see if hopefully by march or april if i can do full vegetarian i will definitely keep you guys posted on that can make no promises but i definitely want to see if it's possible now let's get into some general stuff right And I think one topic that comes to mind is that just recently, I've been having conversations about, of course, relationships. (laughs) Because in some ways, even though I've been single for so long, I feel like I'm always surrounded by people in relationships. As, as far as long-term relationships are married. So, sometimes questions are posed to me that I like to pose back to other people just to see where their perspective is, just to see what they're thinking. So, I started to realize, you know, if people don't realize, that men and women are both insecure, period. With that being said, um, I guess the problem that came up recently was my best friend, has a girlfriend now for five years and I guess the girlfriend kind of had a problem with our friendship I guess some women believe that men and women can't be friends and if you are friends something more is going on and the fire finally hit the pan or whatever you want to call it like the dust hit the pan whatever where she finally said something to me Now, before we got this far, because I'm not saying she said something to me as if she wanna beat me up or nothing crazy, but I guess she finally needed her confirmation to know it was just, it was just friendship. And I guess in the beginning of the year, or maybe, yeah, like, you know, yeah, before this year fully came in, I was telling my best friend, like, oh, maybe you should introduce her to me. So, any irrational thoughts she may be having, we can clear this up now. But of course, he didn't think it was a good idea, so I guess our friendship was kind of offish because I feel like we only spoke around certain times and, you know, it just came or it appeared as if our friendship were more than what it was. And if you're already insecure, then it doesn't help the situation. Now I recall when I was in a relationship, being in a situation like that with a man. I told him that I had a male best friend and gave him the full background. We never did anything. We've been best friends since high school. X Y Z X Y Z. This man ain't want to hear it, because he felt like, oh, once you're in a relationship, you don't need other friends, I'm your friend, and what you need him for, and I guess for me, it was a little disturbing, because I'm like, me and this person, my friends, are for you, so you can't just assume, because now you're here, I'm just going to like kick people to the curb. And I guess that's where the dilemma started. So that's why I started saying men and women both are insecure. So just never think it's just women and oh, we're haters. No, men and women are both insecure. And I guess men have a different way of displaying it. But overall, I guess my question is to you guys. Is it okay for your significant other to have a best friend of the opposite sex? And if not, why? And the reason why, and I hate to say why because it comes off accusatory as if like, oh, you must don't trust your mate, oh, you know, or something's up with you because maybe you would do something with them, but I just feel like sometimes certain connections are built through friendships that maybe they're not getting in their relationships. And why I say that is because just because you're in a relationship with somebody, not all the time you're getting what you want from that relationship. Now, should you stay in that relationship? That's really up to you. You know, everyone's grown here, but sometimes when I talk to people who are in relationships, it don't sound like these reasons for being in the relationship is the most... Appealing thing ever. And I don't want to say that as if like it was never no good times. But it just seems like the bad always outweighs the good. And with that being said. I guess just having a friend of the opposite sex to see a different perspective. Might help this person in their relationship. I believe so to an extent because again... I feel like sometimes when you have friends of the same sex, not saying they can't give their input, but if I'm talking to a woman about a man, you know, she's really not a man, so I just feel like her perspective might be so similar to my perspective that we just both in the same ship. But if I could talk to a man who can hold the conversation, can converse about some of the things I'm telling him about my man, and not saying I'm trying to spill the tea or get the business, but you know, if you're friends with somebody, <clears throat> you should be able to have dialogue about certain things, and they come from a genuine place. You know what I'm saying? Because when I speak to my male best friend, and if he does disclose any information about his significant other, I come from a genuine place. Like, you know, I heard how you feel. I'm hearing what you're telling me she said. But this is You know, I'm not never going to be like, oh no, forget her, you're my bestie. Like, I'm never going to take sides, and I'm never going to ever make him feel like he's right if he's wrong. Like, that's the friend I am. Now, I can't speak for everybody else, because everybody has their own agenda. But I've never been the kind of friend, especially when it comes to the opposite sex, And we're talking about relationships and stuff like that. Like, kicking the back of the other person in. Because I don't get nothing from that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't gain anything for dimming this person's light. Because, you know, I mean, I did hear situations like that where be like, See, look, if you was with me, you wouldn't have to worry about that. But I'm not here for that. Because I just feel like you're with this person for a reason And I could just be here for a season. You feel what I'm saying? I feel like sometimes having a new, somebody new around, I kind of recently compared it like shoes. Like, everybody got these one pair of shoes. And I don't know if this is the best analogy, but I'm going to go with this because I like how it sounds. And when you got your favorite pair of shoes, you constantly put it on. You constantly wear it because it's good. It It feels good. It fits right. It grips to your foot. It does what it needs to do. But then you happen to go to the store one day and you got some new shoes. And you know how it comes when you get some new shoes. You can't wait to wear it. You get the right outfit to go with it. Get the hair done. The nails done. Whatever you do, man or woman, you just get flea or you get fresh, you get fly for these new pairs of shoes. Because you want people to see you in them. That's how I feel like it is talking to somebody now especially from the opposite sex like this is something new and if new is intriguing like them pair of sneakers you just bought you're gonna want it you're gonna you're gonna want to be around it you're gonna want to touch it feel it put it on wear it you know move around in it so that's kind of like when you meet new people especially new people who are intriguing who sparks interest in you who who mentally stimulate you like that's interesting so you kind of want that interesting good vibe energy around you so it's not that you don't love these OPS new goods but you know at the moment the new has like a shine to it where you're like oh I like this you know what I'm saying like you're like excited so, it's nothing against the old sneakers. You would never get rid of them. But, just to walk around for a little while on these new sneakers until they get a little worn is a good feeling. So, if that makes sense. So, that's why I would never object my future significant other from having a best friend. Because, I feel like maybe his best friend could be helping the situation in a way because maybe she is teaching him maybe how to be with a woman how to consider how to have patience how to communicate you know certain things that sometimes we're not taught we just learn along the way so, again, the less I see otherwise, I'm not just going to assume that, oh, she's trying to hook up. Because, technically, if he was single when I met him, he could have been with his best friend a little while ago. He could have been with her right now, so he didn't have to choose me. So, I'm not going to think negative. I'm not going to look at things in a negative way and swear that somebody's trying to hook up. Because, again, they could have been together before me. So, now that I'm in, in position, I'm going to be in position and not worry about everybody else around me so that's that on that another thing I wanted to talk about was how can I say it you ever like meet somebody whether it be social media or whether it be I don't know online dating and it's like before you met the person or like for instance like you met your favorite celebrity you're all excited to meet them. You go to the concert and you happen to, I don't know, walk past them in the hallway. I got backstage passage to be up front and close with them. And it's like butterflies in your stomach. But it's like once you met them, the feeling is kind of gone. Like it's like, all right, they're just like a regular person like me now. Like that feeling. But take away the celebrity status. And it's like you met maybe your crush off of social media that you've been liking all the pictures, you've been looking at all the videos, and you finally meet this person, and now it's like kind of like the high is over. I, the reason I'm bringing this up because I'm thinking to myself, what happened? Because... Before you met this person, you was all excited about it. Now you meet this person, it's kind of like, oh, they, they just a regular person, so I don't need to be excited no more. So I guess I'm thinking about this like, well, what could have happened that made you feel like this was like the best thing ever since cooked, since a pot of cooked grits, but now of a sudden it's kind of like, mm, okay, the high is over. Because I feel like when you meet somebody and you're interested in them, you have to keep interest going. And see, my biggest pet peeve is that the phone works both ways. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all right now because y'all know I'm learning to be an open book. I truly believe even though the phone works both ways, my rebuttal to that is I would like to feel like I'm on your mind. Meaning, by you texting me or calling me first, and I'm not even trying to do no tit-for-tat thing or be petty petty or whatever, but you calling or reaching out or communicating with me in some shape or form first shows me I'm on your mind. And that makes me like, hmm, I don't know what they were thinking about when they called me, or, you know, I'm going to hit them back, or da 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 but if I'm hitting you up first, not saying that's a problem, definitely not saying that. But if it's like I'm always someone hitting you up first and always reaching out to see how you're doing and how you're feeling, then I'm going to start thinking maybe I'm not as important to you as I am to you. And granted, we can say and chalk it up and say, oh, people be busy, they have things to do, they don't have time for that. 24 hours, people make time for for what they want to make time for. So it's really hard for me to sit here and be like, oh, no, people want to make time for for what they want to make time for. No, because out of the eight hours you're going and when you wake up, you have plenty of time to do whatever you want to do. So when people talk about, oh, they're so busy, I truly believe that's full of crap i don't care if you work for a fortune 500 company everybody takes breaks everybody takes lunches and have this world stay on their phone i don't care if you're on a train bus stop car work leisure at a restaurant people stay on their phones constantly constantly on their phones so if they're constantly on their phone, you're not going to tell me you're too busy to reach out to somebody And again, I'm not saying that, oh, if I'm thinking about you, I can't hit you up first. I'm never saying that. But I think what I like and I appreciate is when somebody reaches out to me first. Whether it's a morning text, good afternoon text, good night text, something, because it shows me there's an interest there. But if I'm constantly hitting you up and not getting a response, eventually I'm not going to hit you up no more. Because I just feel like, who's doing that? Like, who's going to kind of make themselves look like, oh, I need attention. I need attention. Let me keep hitting this person up first. And you know what happens? Once you keep doing that, that person doesn't answer. Or they answer like five hours later, like they were so busy. And you're looking like, oh, now you want to answer the phone. So, yeah. Commu- and I feel like we're going back to the same thing we talked about in 2019. Communication skills. Communicate with the people around you. Like, if I'm not feeling somebody no more, I think that's the reason why I will go ghost. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Because I just feel like in 2020, I'm not giving explanations. I feel like at the end of the day, like, if I don't like something, why do I have to explain why I don't like it? or why I don't like you, or what turned me off, so I just feel like in 2020, I'm not explaining myself, you know, if we had our fun, we had our fun, we didn't, we didn't, let's just keep it moving, that whole, I guess what I had to learn from 2019, closure, oh, this is a good one, closure, 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 sometimes, would not make the situation any better. I feel like sometimes we feel like when we stop talking to somebody, stop seeing somebody, stop dating somebody, stop the physical the intimacy with somebody, we start feeling like it's something wrong with us. Like, oh what did I do wrong? Or you know, was it this, was it that? You start nitpicking yourself. And technically, it's not true, boo. Sometimes people just just are not good at explanations. Are not good at explaining how they feel at the present time. So they'd rather not say nothing. So I had to learn when I thought about closure. When I thought I needed closure, and I was looking for the closure, I felt like it was already there. So what else did I want the person to say? To make me feel better because now it's like I'm putting them on the spot like oh well what made you do this what made you do that why did you do that like asking like you know being an interviewer asking all these questions to figure out your situation what happened why you disappeared and I just feel like no 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 more of that not in 2020 like it honestly what I am proud of myself about the person that I was searching for closure for from I guess I didn't even go into the 21 questions. Like after the person kind of basically let me know that, yo, they're good, life's good, still working, head above water. And my they could have been, they could have been fronting, they could have been capping, whatever, who knows. But I felt like that was enough right there for me. That was like, boom, say less. Like, it's no need to even go further into the explanations or trying to figure out or piece together a puzzle that maybe never been about me. You know what I'm saying? And like I said early in the podcast, I believe everybody is in your life for a reason or for a season or for both. Because I just don't think people come in your life just to come. Like, there's some kind of reasoning behind it. There's some... There's something you should be taking away from this person. This person should be taking away from you. You should be pouring into this person. This person should be pouring into you. And if you're not pouring into this person, if you're not learning anything from this person, or you're not building yourself up and being upgraded by, then there's some things we definitely need to evaluate. But going forth in 2020. No more. No more looking for closure. No more looking for apologies. No more explanations. No more understandings. No more. I think I had six of them. I think that's a good chunk, but no more. Stop looking for things you know you're not going to get. Because again, when people do stuff wrong, most of the times they don't even know that they hurt you. And they start figuring it out once you stop being present. When you stop calling. When you stop answering Texas. Now they're trying to figure out, well, what did I do? What went wrong? Or why is this person acting like that? But be okay with it. Because somebody ghosting on you. Somebody not hitting you up no more. Texting or whatever it is. It just shows where you stand in their life. And with that being said, not saying you're not important. It's just showing like, hey i come first 2020 should be all about you it should be about your glow up what you need to do for you getting your life in order loving yourself taking some time to meditate maybe even taking another vacation or something for years you can get mentally prepared for things but this should be for you no more trying to fiddle in no more going backwards trying to figure out what did i do wrong What did I say wrong? If I could do this all over again. eh, No. What's done is done. Let's keep it moving. Let's bring some sunshine. Some happiness. Let's. With all them tears you cried last year. All that water you shed. Your garden for 2020 should be blossoming. And blooming. And out of this world. Because I know a lot of us cried a lot last year upset, boiling, like, I, huh, I still remember being the highly upset after somebody basically, you know, stole lump sums of money from us, so for me to come from that to this and still be in a good state and say that with a, a, a good sense of mind <laughs> and not want to do some foolish stuff that might give me tender life. I, you know, so, again, it's about true this year. It's not about trying to close any chapter. The chapter close once you stop talking. Put it like that. That's the closure. Once you stop talking to the person, the chapter closes. So let it go, because believe me, he did. And he would never. It's ever real. You ever hear a man calling a woman, tomorrow, oh, I need closure. Never. I really heard men coming up to women talking about, "Oh, what did I do wrong?" But I love you. Like, yeah, I saw it before, but full blown, no. Absolutely not. Oh wait, let me think about this. See, back in the heydays, I did have somebody who cried. But, um, you know, I guess that don't count because that's way, 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 way in the So, yeah, definitely stop looking for those things because you'll hurt yourself in the process. And I feel like we should, 2020 should be some kind of healing going on too. That's why I emphasize the importance of self-care. Like, you have to take care of yourself. We sometimes put so much energy into everything else that we forget to take care of ourselves. And now we wonder why we're sick and our hair is messy and we're breaking out and, you know, this and that. Because we allowed us to decrease our self-care to get poured so much into everybody else. And the best thing I ever used to hear is you can't pour into if you're an empty cup. Like, what are you pouring? here? So yeah, definitely people, this is, this is good, I'm definitely going to try to get back my co-host, I mean he's not from here, so I'm trying to figure out when can we hook up again to talk about some new topics in the 2020. I mean, I definitely want to start talking about money, finance. So I think the next podcast we're going to talk about finance, how you should pay your credit card bills, the date of the statement and not the due date. Because if you want to see a credit report go up, you definitely put on the FICO. You hit the FICO, um what you call it? Oh, for your credit score. I'm saying FICO, wrong thing. For your credit score to go up. So, definitely got to pay by the statement date that it's printed and not by the due date of the bill. But that's a whole nother segment. I definitely want to talk about finances. Definitely want to get into this makeup. And tell you a little bit about the Vixen collection that's supposed to be coming out. I'm trying to do a lingerie line for Plus Size Vixen. So, we're trying to see you know how that's gonna go i thought i've been able to promote and launch this next month but it doesn't look like it's working in my favor so definitely stay tuned for that thank you all for listening you're truly appreciated i love you guys continue listening tell a friend and tell a friend this is your plus size vixen good night all.